we have a lot of problems in our nation today, and I'm going to talk about one thing that we should be prioritizing to overcome these issues. That is Father Present Homes. We have a lot of data that we're going to go over today that talks about the importance of fathers being present in the home and the crisis that we have today in that area and what it's led to. You're going to be shocked by some of these numbers, so let's get into it right now. This is Your Faith at Work, the show that helps you get your faith out of the church and into the world. God is on the move right now in the marketplace and culture through people just like you. You were created for influence and impact. Let's take your faith to the next level. Learn more at ryanshoward.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ryan S. Howard. Well, I want to start off with a couple of quotes here, and then we'll get into some statistics that I think are going to shock you. But uh, there's a book by David Popno called Life Without Father that says, American fathers are today more removed from family life than ever before in our history. And he goes on to say that, according to a growing body of evidence, this massive erosion of fatherhood contributes mightily to many of the major societal problems of our time. Well, you know when this book was written? More than 25 years ago. Can you believe that? Well, it has certainly accelerated the decline of marriage and the rise of fatherlessness in America. These two remain at the center of some of the biggest problems facing our nation. What are those problems? Crime and violence, school failure, deaths of despair, and children in poverty. That's right. And the numbers support it. You're going to be shocked. A lot of these... uh, really surprised me as well, even though you kind of just have a sense that, you know, this matters, but uh, I was shocked. So, you know, in the 1960s, uh, 17% of uh, children of boys, well, this is boys specifically, grew up without their father in the home. And that's nearly doubled. It's 32% today. Estimated 12 million boys are growing up in families without their biological father. And we're going to get into some of the statistics that show the results of that. But lacking the day-to-day involvement and a positive example and guidance of a father in the home, you know, these financial advantages as well and associated with those, uh, these the boys are just more likely to act up, to lash out, to ha- kind of be uh, not that engaged in school, to fail at work, and to just uh, not really transition into adulthood. And, you know, even though all fathers don't necessarily provide a positive, uh, fully positive example in the children's lives, on average, boys benefit from having a present and involved father. Now, a lot of this uh, information that I'm going through is from a, a research brief that's from the Institute for Family Studies that just came out here recently, but there's a strong connection between fatherlessness, family structure, and the increasing number of young men that are just sort of floating around in life, and that pose a threat to themselves and to our communities. And this is really, uh, they explore the link between, uh, you know, college completion, uh, what they call idleness, which is basically uh, 20-somethings not in school and not working. And uh, they also, you know, criminal justice system, their involvement there, uh, measured by arrests and incarceration. Um, And this is in the 2000s and the 2010s. And so they had a study Uh, It's called the National Longitudinal Survey of Youth, and this is uh, 
from years ago. Uh, but they examine how men raised in a home with the biological father compared to those without uh, the biological father. And the results really are quite shocking. Uh, and there's actually a gender gap in this area that uh, is the opposite of what many uh, may think when it comes to the gender gap, whether it's, in, whether it's about college or whether it's about uh, other areas. Uh, the gender gap in high school, uh, including suspensions and graduation, is much larger for boys who did not grow up in married families compared to boys who did grow up in married families. So larger than girls. So it, it affects boys disproportionately. And uh, when we see a lot of these mass shootings and these sorts of things, people uh, think we need more gun control. No, we need more father-present families. That's what we need. We need to be incentivizing those. In fact, our government today incentivizes the opposite. Uh, We need laws that are more marriage-friendly. Right now, Medicaid, uh, with that, for lower-income individuals may need to choose, many have to choose, between having health insurance for their kids or getting married. How absurd is that? I mean, that's not supportive. You know, when all of this started, they actually had a requirement that a father could not be in the home to receive this benefit, this welfare. <laughs> that's that's the opposite of what it should be. The goal of welfare should be always to move people off welfare and into a more economically productive job or state, you know, uh, uh, an ability or, or whatever whatever they're going to need. It should not incentivize the breakdown of the family. I mean, that's just dumbfounding, you know. In fact, it almost seems um, intentional, wouldn't you say? I mean, it would be easy to reverse that and sort of make uh, options to be more supportive of having families together and having a benefit or maybe a ladder out of that state, a ladder out of that current way of life. But, But we don't see that. We don't see that. In fact, we see the doubling down of those policies and actually incentivizing having more kids out of wedlock. So it's hard to say, you know, at least short-sighted is literally the best that you could uh, think about this. But we've had enough time with this system to have that addressed, don't you think? A government uh, structure, any government support, this safety net, should be encouraging them to go the uh, most... uh, beneficial route long term not just a fix that's going to keep them stuck that's like the welfare cliff that we we talk about where they they can never get out of it because if they earn one more dollar than they should to qualify well then they no longer qualify and they lose this huge benefit which doesn't overcome uh, the difference that they would gain in in making that extra money and so we should actually be communicating that marriage is a pathway that dramatically reduces the odds of uh, being in poverty and being poor. That is what we should be incentivizing, having ladders out. And, you know, this uh, institute has something that they call the uh, success sequence, which is step one, graduate high school. Step two, get a full-time job or go to college. And step three, get married before having children. Those three things, those are the main predictors uh, that uh, will lead to success in life and not having the, these violence and crime and uh, arrests and, uh, or idleness, you know, not working, not studying, not going to school. Those are the three things. Graduate high school, get a full-time job, and, ha- and get married before having children. Now, we, all of these areas are significantly 
worse off for uh, boys who are in families that do not have a father present. So just sort of getting into a few of these, just looking at uh, looking at college graduations. So men who have graduated from college, it's 14% with a biological father absent. And it's 35% with a biological father present. That's quite a difference. But, you know, obviously not everybody needs to go to college, especially everything, you know, relate, recent history, everything's been really radically changing. But idleness is something else that they looked at. So even if it's not college, what about idleness? So like I mentioned, that's defined as uh, 25 to 29, uh, not working and not going to school. That's the idleness. So what is it for with biological father present? It's 11%. 11% of men, 25 to 29, are uh, idle according to that definition. And it's 19% for those who had a biological father absent. So almost double. I mean, that's a big deal. And we talk about the workforce issues that we have today and all those sorts of things, many issues, these violence issues, all that. It's a lot of opportunity there uh, for these men uh, who were in that situation. And so we should, we need to be getting uh, father present families. So what about incarceration? Well, father present families help keep their sons out of jail. And so let's look at the, the percentage of young men who have been arrested or incarcerated. So uh, from ages 15 to 19, had ever been arrested, ages 15 to 19, it's 21% with a biological father present, higher than I would have expected, but 31% with the biological father absent. And what about incarcerated by age from age 28 to 34? It's only 10% when the biological father was present and it's 21% double when the biological father was absent. So you can see all of these numbers, there's a big gap, which means uh, correlation and causation. We see uh, this is something that we really need to be considering. So just these key, these things, there's many others that we could look at as well, but just these few examples, you see the huge difference. And what's the bottom line? The bottom line is that both men, these men, and our nation are paying a very heavy price for the breakdown of the family. And we see government policies that are supporting that and even incentivizing that and keeping people stuck. And it's just, it's so infuriating. I almost don't have words for it, but this is what, this is what's happening. And we need to start going the opposite direction. We need to have all hands on deck, encouraging building of father present homes and getting that family structure back. That is uh, uh, the number one predictor. I mean, that's a huge predictor for all these areas of success and, ha- and being able to uh, not be in poverty and able to have a, a strong life and, and contributing and not being a threat to the, uh, themselves or to society, like I mentioned. Now, I mentioned uh, a surprising gender gap uh, that uh, that was the opposite of what many might think. But, you know, it's, it's, it's widely assumed that uh, traditional male domination of m- post-secondary education and highly paid occupations and elite professions uh, that is an immutable fact. That's what everybody thinks. But actually, in reality, there's a huge shift taking place. Um, you know, there is a there are males who continue to reach the highest levels of achievement in education and labor markets, and uh, <laughs> but it's a significant minority. Actually, the median male is moving. The average male is moving in the opposite direction. 
Over the last three decades, the labor market trajectory of males in the U.S. has turned downward. And, and that's in four dimensions. It's skills acquisition, employment rates, occupational stature, and real wage levels. And so you see even uh, earning college degrees, this is happening less and less. More than 50% of college degrees are earned by women. And that's these studies showed they they not only compared. I didn't get into it that much, but they not only compared uh, boys from uh, fatherless homes and father present homes, but they also compared girls from fatherless homes and father present homes. And the gap, uh, just comparing the boys in one and the girls in one, and then vice versa, uh, there's a gap between the boys and the girls. So the boys are disproportionately affected by the the lack of a present father in a lot of these areas. And you have a lot of things like anger and rage and these sorts of things that, that are growing and come about and this disconnect and all these sorts of things. Now we can talk about girls as well. There's all kinds of other issues uh, that come along with it, but focusing on boys, I mean, this is really, this is a huge issue. I mean, and, and we have government programs incentivizing this. I mean, talk about backwards. Isn't that just absurd? So we need to be celebrating men in the home being, you know, it's a huge deal just being present. And we need to be celebrating that. We need to be encouraging that and pouring into that. So I want to share that with you. I hope you uh, were touched by that. And I hope that spoke to you. And, uh, you know, I want, I'm starting a newsletter up again, and I want to invite you to just be engaged with everything I have going on. Go to ryanshoward.com and scroll down a little. You can see where you can just put your name in there and get that. So uh, you'll be signed up. I'll be sending out once a week and uh, I keep them short. So, all right, well, that'll do it for this episode. Hey, celebrate fathers. You need to say thank you to a father near you. So, all right, well, God bless you, and we'll see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, and you can help spread the word by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit ryanshoward.com to learn more about living the intentional, influential, and impactful life you were created for.